welcome to our podcast enjoy (laughs) (laughs) we're here to take you away from your miserable depressing life to bring you some miserable depressing talking (laughs) yeah i mean welcome to zero fucks podcast episode two (laughs) episode two I can't believe we've made it this far, to be honest. I mean, episode one was a struggle, but, you know, you know, episode two, we're we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of us. (laughs) I'm proud of us too. (laughs) Um, And I love how this is like a lockdown-friendly podcast and actually lockdown may or may not be completely lifting within a matter of weeks and months over the next few weeks and months <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that oh do you know what though when Bojo did his announcement everyone I got I always get every time there's an announcement I always get millions of messages from from my students like what does this mean and I'm like don't ask me yeah, yeah like am I you need a degree to like decipher what he's on about don't you yeah I, I'm sceptical though, like the whole everything's going to be normal and like go to a music festival after the 21st of June. It's very, June. it's very all or nothing, isn't it? It's like we're in lockdown, we're in lockdown. No, let's just do all the things. It's like when, when they did it at Christmas and they were like five days, everyone could just have a five day break from all of this. And then they were like, actually guys, no, this yeah. is music here for and you can do nothing. And it was just kind of getting people's hopes up. Not that I had any exciting plans for Christmas anyway. <laughs> oh my God, same. <laughs> still, don't give us, yeah. give us and then take us away. <laughs> yeah. But I feel a bit like that in these new announcements. Like to me, it's a bit like, really? Like there's a few weddings that I've literally meant to go to within yeah. weeks of the like the 21st of June yeah and are they gonna happen oh. is it just gonna break someone's heart for like yeah. time it's too much isn't it it's too it's I don't I like I don't know what the answer is either I mean well my answer is just open everything up and touch okay, let's go back to do you remember um when we just had to wash our hands a lot and wear a mask <laughs> Sim- simpler times simpler times where we just had to wash our hands oh and there was um gotta start somewhere haven't you yeah i quite regularly do have a baked potato it just mm. doesn't go on instagram ah uh, it's a less instagrammable um delicacy yeah. isn't it i guess it's hard to make a baked potato look sexy <laughs> Okay, that's my challenge for later, is to make a sexy baked potato. And that's how I feel about myself sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I've basically turned into a potato. Not like weight-wise, but just like, I'm a, such a slob. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am, um, well, I've turned into a baked potato weight-wise as well. Uh, and I've I've now come to the realisation that getting back into my normal clothes as it were like not pajama I mean I was a bit a bit of a pajama waller anyway but yeah you know, when 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 the mood struck I did put on actual clothing but none of those fit anymore you I know. think the thing is though it's like put me on 
normal things. Like even I haven't put earrings in for I genuinely don't know how long. And I already think I'm like, oh, post-lockdown, I'm probably going to have to go get my ears pierced again. Oh, yeah. I actually re-pierced uh, my ears the other day with, I got sent some lovely um, earrings from Shears Fierce. It's like a bit of a plug there. <laughs> oh, yeah, love it. Um, and they're, they're a new business. They've been umming and ahhing. It's one of those, shall I do it, shan't I do it? It's a bit like us in this podcast. Like, oh, wouldn't it be yeah. nice to podcast one day? And then we've gone, shall we just bloody do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and they've done the same with this business. And um, I got sent some little lightning bolt earrings the other day. And I was like, oh, my goodness, love, need to wear them immediately. Forgetting that... I don't even remember the last time I actually wore earrings. But, you know, you just got to re-pierce them. You've got to just go for it. Be be proactive about that. So, yeah, My ears, though, they have, like, a real tendency to, like, as soon as they've been left, like, a week, they, oh. they're, they're basically, like, no one shall pass. <laughs> so I don't know how – and it's weird because, like, I – normally would wear quite a fair a fair amount of jewellery on a daily bit and I just don't because I'm like mm. and especially because where I'm going is not glamorous it's normally just like walking around a buddy field and it's like mm. yeah what if my ear fell out of my ear yeah it's not yeah jewellery is not really a go for a walk kind of vibe is it I guess but no. maybe maybe it should be maybe that's where we're going wrong maybe Maybe, yeah. maybe lockdown would have been an altogether more pleasurable experience if we were glamorous in a field. I mean, I just feel like I've gone to the point where I'm so unglam. Yeah. Like, I don't put makeup on. <laughs> I just throw clothes on. Yeah. And jewellery is a, an unknown to me now. Wait, it's and that I, extra I'm not... bit of effort, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't actually know like how I'm gonna adapt post lockdown to being a normal human who socializes with people again. Do you know what? I think a lot of people are feeling this way, especially people that have spent lockdown like on their own predominantly or you know, yeah. just kind of you, we've had to learn to live with it, haven't we? We've had to learn to make this not acceptable, but accept the circumstances we're in. So then to suddenly go back and be like, festivals, yeah. Like, yeah. going out to dinner. And, you know, just, I mean, I am very much looking forward to going out to dinner. But uh, oh, <laughs> but I know what you mean, this this sudden being back in in situations where there's, you know, more than, more than the dog stealing your slipper, as she's yeah. doing right now. It's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Like, I know some people that after the announcement um, a couple of days ago were, like, booking their holidays, getting their hair appointments in, making restaurant bookings. I don't know whether I want to, A, put myself through that disappointment again. (laughs) Because literally the week running up to lockdown, I think we went to three gigs and to the theatre. Fancy. We had, like, loads of other bits and pieces booked. And, you know, like, as last year, like, went on, it was kind of like, okay, and that's been cancelled, and that's been cancelled. Yeah. And I I just don't know if I can deal with the disappointment, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, I, with the, because we opened up last time for like five minutes, didn't we? Um, yeah. At Rebel. And I, I have to say, more than the lockdown itself, it's the having it given to you and then taken away. So that's kind of why I didn't even really, when he did this lock, like this um, announcement on Monday, well, I didn't listen to it for one, but I don't have real telly. I was just going to wait for everyone to tell me what's going on. But also... <laughs> to tell you on your own uh, Instagram page what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I tend, I've always tend, I've tended to be that kind of person anyway. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wait for it to come down the, down the line. Someone just tell me what to do and I'll just get on with it. But um, yeah. yeah, my mum my mom then sent me um, a message saying but it doesn't make any sense look at this look at this and she's like there's 60 pages and I just I'm not about to waste my life reading 60 pages of something that's probably going to be taken back in a few days or so <laughs> is that a very bleak way of looking yeah. at it <laughs> I feel like it has made me a more bleak pessimistic person <laughs> absolutely if I wasn't enough already <laughs> yeah there, don't be wrong, like, actually, like, there are parts of lockdown that I know some people have really struggled with that I have really, really liked. Like, I have liked having the excuse of not meeting up with people and not having to make loads and loads and loads and loads of plans. And, like, I think especially for me, because I lived in London for such a long time and my friends are from like all over. Yeah. So it kind of got to the point where it felt like I was like traipsing out, like the expectation was to like sort of traipse down to London like all the time to see people. Yeah. And it's just a lot of energy. And a lot of energy. So I quite liked sort of staying local. Yeah, And, you know, I liked it when we had that sort of break in the summer when we could go back to Ariel or slash star Ariel, as I did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, go for dinner. Like, that was exciting enough for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm very well known for being that person. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, come out after work. That'd be great. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, pyjamas. And, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not coming. And I'm, I, it's not that I don't want to be out doing those things. It's just that, you know, pajamas. <laughs> I feel like we talk about pajamas so much. Episode one, pajamas. Yeah. Episode two, pajamas. No, but I, it's, pajamas, it's that, lack of underwear. Lack of, and still, still rocking that vibe, I can tell you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, when I was going to work, like uh pre-covid that would be one of my like favorite parts of the day is like coming home and like genuinely taking all of my clothes off yeah and eventually finding myself into some pajamas yeah you gotta let loose you gotta strip strip the day off as it were don't you yeah yeah 100 percent. and even I remember like not long after me and Jeff started dating like he found it so hilarious that we'd like come through the door from like going to dinner and I've just taken all my clothes off in like the least <laughs> sexy way ever solely because I was uncomfortable. Yeah, because clothes are uncomfortable. They are. And so many of them are uncomfortable. 
absolutely it's not just bras and jeans it's most clothes yeah definitely like some things are like itchy or yeah or I find I find if I'm trying to be fancy and I'll wear a dress or a skirt you know try just be a bit feminine for a change instead of being in oversized hoodies and pajamas um and then I find that I feel restricted by that I can't should I should I need to or want to suddenly do a high leg kick? I can't because that would yeah. be deemed very inappropriate in a skirt. Or do the splits. Or the split. Yeah. If yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know, you're you're stopping yourself from being your true your true self. <laughs> Plus, I mean tights, which I feel like tights are just designed by the devil. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like was- when you're in that period where you have to wear tights and it's too cold to have bare legs yeah I yeah. hate tights yeah and having a gusset down by your knees you know <laughs> no, it's, it's neither it's neither comfortable or you know sexy or <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's not it's not a nice experience that actually reminds me um of I used to go once a month down to London with a couple of my dancing friends and we'd do, I can't remember what they were called if they were scholar days or you'd go and go to like one of the professional dance schools and do a day of dancing around and being told, you know, you're too fat and stuff, which was lovely. It was a lovely experience lovely. as a child. Yeah. But um, so we were in, I think we were at... <laughs> Possibly have to move that one out again. <laughs> Okay, beep, 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 cool. beep, beep. But um, we were there, and I remember it was the first time. I must have been kind of getting to that point where you're very self-aware. I had my pink ballet tights on, and I realised that my I'm a I'm a hairy human being. It has to be said, pointed out. But my um my <laughs> my little hairy legs were well, the hairs were just sticking out of my ballet tights. And I was absolutely mortified to like, I was like, oh, who, who else is going to see my hairy legs sticking out my belly tights? And I, and I, I think I couldn't concentrate on anything I did then for the rest of the day. Cause I was just so aware of yeah. <laughs> my, my hairy I mean, self. Why, why they subject people to tights and leotards is just bonkers to me. Like I used to do a lot of musical theatre and your like standard kit was basically like a leotard, yeah, some tights and some character shoes, and maybe just maybe a flimsy skirt thing over oh, the love, top. Love them, love them. And it was, so, and I developed very early, so I had boobs from about eleven, Aww. and it was just mortifying. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've never had boobs, so I can't relate to Oh. And I was also, yeah, and I remember, like, I remember actually once being fitted for a costume and I wasn't very old and it was a classic where they'd, despite me being a child, they'd basically put me in with, like, the grown-ups slash teenagers. Yeah. Um, because I was so tall and I just looked weird hanging around <laughs> with people my own age. Oh. And... I was, I think I was like 12 or 13 and they were like, oh, what size are your feet? And I've got size 8 feet. And I've had size 8 feet since before that point. Yeah. And the, the costume designer was like, oh, I've got big feet too. 
Um, it's really great because you're going to grow taller, which is like the absolute opposite of what you want to hear when you're already tall. Yeah. And it will give you really good balance. I mean, neither of those things are true. I didn't really <laughs> grow much taller and I have terrible balance. And it just made me feel absolutely awful. I mean, I know she was trying to be nice. And I feel like if I was in the set, if I was that costume designer who'd also been a tall kid, you'd probably think, oh, I'm going to reassure them. But actually, it just made me even more feel like this bizarre in-betweener where all of my friends were doing like other things. And I was in with the older kids, which was just confusing. Oh, that's so sad. No. <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely a point of um you need to bring that up in therapy, I feel. I feel like that's <laughs> that must have had a long lasting effect on on you in some way. Yeah, well and I mean also just in general, like with any form of performing arts, you're just under so much scrutiny. Oh like, constant, yeah, constant. I eventually sort of packed it in when I was 17 18 yeah and the only reason I'd continued that long is because I fancied this boy and was basically just following him around which which is a reasonable um reason a reasonable reason to you know do it for so long yeah (laughs) I mean it's just it is just a bizarre experience because everybody around you is kind of like Sometimes it would be like, oh, Alice, just dye your hair a completely different colour. I'd only be like 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a, very, it. a very strange world. A very strange world. You'd do it and then you'd go into school the next day and everyone would be like, why have you got like black hair? And I'd be like, oh, God. I mean, this show and <laughs> I've got to have black hair. And they'd be like, oh, you look weird. <laughs> <laughs> And you'd be like, thanks, I'm even more aware of myself now. You're keep, like, adding, keep adding on, guys. <laughs> Not only do I have hang-ups outside of school with the thing I spend my entire time doing, but also in school, because every school's like, why have you dyed your hair a different colour again? <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time, though, that I dyed my hair a brownie colour, I was... Not that I was allowed, but I was wearing this like green shimmery eyeshadow. Fabulous. And this girl was like, oh, because you're blonde and you dyed your hair like brownie black or whatever, it all it's like your hair's almost got green and it sort of matches your eyeshadow. <gasps> oh. It wasn't an intentional green hair, was it? No, it was just one of those things where like I ended up having to dye it a couple of times. Uh, okay. And then on the revert, like reversing it back, <laughs> I had to dye it a couple of times. That's always a challenge, isn't it? When you're trying to go from one to another. Yeah. But it was just like, thanks. Thanks. I'm glad that I didn't like my eyeshadow. <laughs> That's a thing though, isn't it? I, th- I think we've got into it. Obviously there's being honest and saying, saying things that are truthful to you, but we, we have got, um, there's, there's a strange kind of, Oh, I, wouldn't, I don't know what you would call it, but a, a strange group of people in the world that feel the need to tell you things about yourself that you already know 
Or, yeah, or, my mum has a real talent for that. Yeah, and it's it's a real unusual one, isn't it? I remember my stepdad when I was a teenager, he would quite often be like, oh, is that a spot on your face? And I'd be like, yes, thank, thank you so much for, for pointing that out. That's I feel so much better about myself now that I'm aware that you're aware of it. Um, yeah. And then he'd be like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just being honest. And I'm like, well, I, I actually don't have time for your honesty. <laughs> I don't want you to point out I've already looked in the mirror and worked out how many different ways I can try and hide this spot absolutely yeah this spot actually is a lot better than it was previously so (laughs) (laughs) I mean you can laugh at it afterwards but I think when you're that angsty teenager and you're you're already kind of looking at yourself more than you should you know like looking in looking yeah. very inwards and being aware it's probably not the yeah best. I mean to be fair I am so glad that time in my life is over yes so absolutely now it's more like I look at myself I'm like wow you you really haven't brushed your hair for a really long <laughs> time or put any makeup on and then I'm like yeah but I could the option to do it is there it's just that I'm choosing not to and I suppose I look at my feet and I go yeah they are big they they felt bigger when I was 11 yeah when I was being told oh they're great because they'll they'll give you really great balance yeah not no well I've always I'm I've had the opposite I'm short and people have always told me I'm short to which you know I, I ended up being like, oh, no. <laughs> you get, you get, you get like, you start doing like really like bitchy responses, don't you? You mean to tell me? Am I? Oh my God. I'm sure, yeah. This is news to me. But I also have very tiny feet and it's still to this day, people are like, your feet are so small. <laughs> Does it have its advantages though? Do you get to wear children's clothing and shoes? Yeah. They don't pay tax, right? No, no, it definitely has its advantages. I'm definitely uh, using that loophole to my advantage. Um, and I do wear children's trainers and stuff. But it's it also means that, like, when it came, not that I wear heels anymore, because pyjamas, you can't, well, heels and pyjamas would be an interesting look, I have to say. But, I don't um, know, it's quite glamorous, though, isn't it? Like, some people have been rocking the, like, silk PJs and heels look. Oh, that I is haven't. posh. No, people no. on Instagram have. Ah, well, there you go. The people of Instagram are very good at things like this. But I, no, I, I tend to go for a slipper until the dog's taken it off my foot, um, or you know, just um, bed socks. Much to much to Chavez's dismay. <laughs> but no, but you couldn't really get heels, you know, for for children. That's a, an interesting niche market, and yeah. so when it when I was kind of coming up to going out and stuff, I'd have to like stuff loads of, um, like you know you can get, um, heel protectors and stuff like that. I'd have to have yeah. them in my and just clop like clopping down, the the streets of Coventry on a night out, <laughs> lo- losing my shoe. What was that like? What was it like going out in Coventry as a young person? Um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting time in my life that I've actually 
blacked out quite a lot, to be honest. I don't know if that's the the vast amount that I used to drink. Um, to be fair, I had a work colleague that I used to commute to and from work with, and he told me that there used to be a club or bar that used to sell bottles of Lambrini, like two litre bottles of Lambrini. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was classic. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was everything you'd expect a night out in Coventry to be, if that makes sense. <laughs> if, that, if that's a way of explaining it, it's exactly what you think it would be. Um, it was it was messy, and you know there was clubs. It was very um, very well known a certain club we can move out. <laughs> or the collie, as it was known when I was there. And the floor is just a sticky mess. So you would, you'd be squelching through it, having a lovely time. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and it, was, and it was just part of it. It was just, yeah, that's just what the collie's like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was a teenager, my parents lived in Devon, and literally there were, like, two nightclubs within about a 10-mile radius. <laughs> Ah, so where we live. A very luckily, different experience. Luckily, the one of them was relatively close. But I actually worked out that I never ever went into said nightclub that was close to where my parents lived after I was 18. Ah. So it was the kind of place you go like as a before you're allowed to go. Yeah, you know, do the few laps of the club. That was something you did. Well, the first, back the in my first day. time I went there, I was fourteen years old. <laughs> oh my goodness, you were tall, <laughs> and I, I genuinely was so proud of myself that I rang my mum from the payphone. <laughs> oh, payphones! Tell her, like, also, like. Just a payphone in a club seems like such an antiquated thing. But yes, I, I went. That, is to that a not a Devon thing? I don't so remember I payphone, payphone and called my mom and was like, "Oh, mom, I've got into Karina's. Um, I'm going to be late home." <laughs> was she proud of you? Was she also as proud as you were? said she was like oh wow I'm really proud of you she could obviously like hear the alco pops that I'd consumed at that point and yeah like I remember and it was one of my proudest moments and then the next morning like my friend had stayed over we were having breakfast my mom was like so how was Karina's and my friend was like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> And I was like, no, I called her to tell her that we were in the nightclub. (laughs) Oh, it's starting to make me reminisce. (laughs) I used to have this little um, digital camera and would be the one that took all the photos from a night out. And it would be like this known thing. We'd all be hanging the next day. And I'd upload albums of like hundreds of photos onto Facebook. And just, and yeah, and like, I mean, now I think about that and I'm like, oh, like grotesque thing to do. And there would just be pictures and pictures and pictures <laughs> of, pictures. you know, and you could see the alcohol as the night went on, like, as people got more and more pissed and leery and, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
me, me and one of my friends when I was at uni, so I went from like the experience of um, yeah. the two nightclubs in Devon um, yeah. being in central London and um, me and one of my friends used to just take photos whenever our friend <laughs> was snogging somebody. I love that. So genuinely, like, I, and it was mainly one particular friend, uh, Deborah. <laughs> you, Deborah knows. She knows who she is. And we used to follow her around the nightclub <laughs> taking photos of her of snogging random men. Probably because we weren't <laughs> snogging anyone. So we just took photos and I had... And then, then the next day, we would upload all those photos yeah, to Facebook. Like, as if that's I mean, a that's normal a thing to do. To do. Someone, but at the time, that was that was completely okay. Mm. Yeah, it actually that's um, yeah. it made me think of when um, I lived in London when I was at university, and there was many raucous nights out when when we were there, and we did have to get the night bus home or the night bus to the club that we were going to, and we. Um, Oh, what was his name? We met this hilarious drunk man on the bus. Um, he was called Lil Genuine. Um, and we spent the whole bus, dra- bus ride. And bearing in mind, pre-drinking was a big thing back in back in day, obviously. So we were already slaughtered by obviously. this point. But he, we... Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you yeah. can drink Especially on public transport. Uh, you don't even need a brown paper yeah. bag to go around it. You can be as, you know, obvious as you like. But this guy um, was rapping for us um, and he actually sold us a <gasps> CD. And I think one of my housemates at the time probably still has that CD. And it's the most horrendously wow. edited and created and just all round awful music. And it was and it, and it, it's such a fond memory because we were giving him words and he would do like raps about them. But we'd be like, OK, train. And he'd go, yeah yeah trains got wheels like it was that kind of and it and it, it's it's one of my favorite my favorite memories especially when we got home the next day and we were um not the next day but the next day when we were all out of our hangover states we just oh well yeah well, it would have been the next day right unless you were home that makes sense um but we uh we just sat and listened to this hilariously awful <laughs> mixtape I guess demo I don't know if he thought we were going to sign him or but he also yeah I mean I I feel like we almost need an entire episode on weird things that have happened on yeah, night-based transport um because I think the night bus and a late night tube are like the absolute yeah. best for meeting great strangers i've met some of the most hilarious people on public transport um or in night or in in night and i think that's i've seen a lot of memes about that people posting like i just missed the nice person in a public toilet like you know on a night out someone that that tells you don't worry i'll help you get that sick off you you know just That's to be fair. That is genuinely that. how I met one of my friends. I was in the student union bar crying because oh. I'd broken up with my university boyfriend, 
and 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 a lot of my friends were kind of like more friends with him um so I just felt really crap and it was I mean I say it wasn't even the middle of the night it was like maybe five o'clock in the evening and I was in the university student union crying and my friend came in and was like obviously she wasn't my friend at the time and she did the classic like you're beautiful you're amazing don't worry and that's so we became actual friends I went I I've been to her wedding. Wow, like, I think that's, that's a awesome. great way. <laughs> yeah, but what was funny actually is when I was at her wedding, people were like, oh, so how do you know Kate? And I was like, oh, we went to uni together. And they were like, oh, like, so did you do enter whatever course yeah. she did? I'm going to say business. And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, so like, how did you meet? And I was like, <laughs> I was crying in the bathroom toilet <laughs> about my boyfriend. And Kate told me that I was really lovely and beautiful Aww, and then invited me to her table. So nice. That's so wholesome, isn't it? I love yeah, that. So wholesome. But, but most <laughs> of the time, oh, sorry. The you meet the toilet, no, you're not no, going to maintain a relationship um, with Sorry to sneeze, Davey, there. Um, no, generally they're not people for life, are they? But obviously this friend <laughs> was an exception to the rule. No, I mean, I once met someone in a nightclub toilet who was talking to one of my friends while I was weird. Because, you know, obviously Absolutely. girls only ever go to the toilet in pairs. And... She was telling my friend that, you know, she was like a mother of three and blah, blah, blah. And my friend was like, oh, wow, you know, you've got such a good body for, uh, you know, a yeah. older mother. And she's proceeded to take <laughs> her dress off and wow. show my friend her vagina. And was saying to my oh, friend, you know, it, look how neat, neat my vagina. After three births. So at that point is when I exited the toilet and all all I was faced with was a woman with her one leg mm. up on the sink, completely naked, just showing my friend her bits. And I was like, great my friend was like don't you think she's got a really neat vagina and I was like yeah you do have a really neat vagina <laughs> well, well done. Done. it's a commendable well I'm glad that she actually did you know well no body positivity if she felt fabulous then you know rock it yeah I don't know if she necessarily needed to No, that's that's quite a, an extra in a in a central London nightclub and then I remember we came out um of the toilet and it it was like me and my friend and then we were out with like a friend and her boyfriend and these two boys were like you guys have been gone for like 20 minutes and we were like right so a woman got naked (laughs) showed us her vagina and we of course had to compliment it for 10 minutes and the boys were like, what? Like, 
I don't think it happens in boys' toilets. I think it's a uniquely yeah, I, um, it's girl quite, thing. Because I think women are a bit more open in those kind of situations. And I think we were watching a film the other day and someone was going for a wee in the film, you know, at a urinal. And I and I um I asked Fez, I was like, Do you do you just look yeah. at each other's penises, you know, when you're like there? And he was like, I think some people do, but it's not like a thing you do. And I was like, Oh right, okay. <laughs> Good to know, because you know, I, it's not an experience I've ever had. I've never been weeing directly. Well, I guess I've been in a cubicle weeing, or someone's been weeing, and I, I don't think it's a you go and have a big look at the person. No, I mean to be fair, one of my best friends when we were younger, the same friend that I went um, yeah. clubbing at fourteen, she used to have this huge thing where she couldn't wee alone because she was so scared Aww. she was going to pass oh, right, out okay. yeah. because she was so drunk so I always used to go in with her solely to make sure that she didn't lose consciousness and weirdly like she went to uni for a, a year but dropped out in Manchester and we went to a club and it had two toilets <gasps> in the same cubicle. Perfect. It was That's designed perfect. for that scenario. And I didn't even need a wee, so I just sat on the toilet seat while she, you know. I love that. Had her wee. That's made perfectly bonkers. Someone's thought about that. I like, I've got a lot of appreciation for that. I'm just going to throw back to the fact though, that you hesitated about saying penis on a podcast. Yeah, I um, I didn't know whether to say dick or penis. And I didn't want to, you know, dick's quite a harsh word, isn't it? Dick. Like, well, now I've said it about four times. So the initial apprehension was. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, there are so many great names for penis, willy, dick, yeah, hog. Let's just say them all. One of my faves. Schlong. Schlong. Schlong is an amazing one. I, I <laughs> love the word. <laughs> Maybe we need a rude word day every time we record this podcast. Schlong. Maybe this I love time. That. Yeah, that's my that's I need to say that more. It's an underused and underrated word, really. Yeah. And on that note, I think um Probably episode two is drawing to a close, having concluded that our rude word of the day <laughs> is schlong. Ah, will we still have listeners by, by episode three? Who knows? Who knows?